Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? How's it going? It's your boys. All two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan and Felipe, also known as the So I Was Thinking Podcast. I thought you were going to say Relipe. Also known as Relipe. <laughs> yo, it's your boy. Fowen. It's your boy, Relipe. Um, like- Mealy or Carcelino. Um, we out here. Speaking about the gospel, you feel me? Um, <laughs> yeah. How's it going, guys? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been maybe two weeks. Exactly. Four weeks. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. For yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. Them. Two weeks. Two weeks for them. Two weeks. No, we do this actually. We're recording right. Like we recorded this probably like an hour before we released it. So. At midnight? Yeah. No one believes that. No, everybody believes it. <laughs> if you keep on perpetuating the lie that we are lying, then maybe, yeah. But no, this is actually all recorded mm-hmm. right now. I wonder how much of this I'm going to be being made fun of. Because a lot of the times I forget what I say on here. And I feel like... <laughs> People, people expect me to remember. I feel but, like yeah. I feel like it's a good expectation because you're on air. Yeah, and it's you know, but like you know, it's eleven o'clock at night. Like, what am I gonna remember? You feel me? Like, I don't know. You should remember all of it. You should also talk to the people and right. Act I don't like know. <laughs> we have a microphone, but don't hey do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we don't have as good as microphones as we did at. Mr. Uh, Rabbit Hole Records. Hey, by the way, uh, Chris, if Take you're listening, back. we miss you. Uh, free up your schedule. Actually, it's all of us that need to free up our schedule. <laughs> let's be honest. It's our problem, not his. Um, yeah. Well, really quick, if this is your first time checking us out, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We don't post much on TikTok. I feel yeah, like there. I feel like somewhere. we should do the jerk. I feel like we should have a millennial and then a genera- a, a Gen <laughs> Z. <laughs> try to try to. <laughs> uh, yeah. There it is. No, I'll I'll jerk I'll for do you guys. It. I'll do it. <laughs> and we're, we're recording it today. Yeah. All right. Uh, and good. huge shout out to our sponsors. Thank you guys so much. Listen, we got four oh, yeah. sponsors this year. 2020 not too late to join the list uh honestly so go to our website to hit support us and then give us money please uh anyway uh over the last few weeks we have been uh asking our listeners and our followers on social media to give us some episode ideas like we just did a whole bunch of series this this season and tried to tackle a few topics that were important to us, but we want to hear what was important to you. And so yeah. we had a few different conversations pop up in our Instagram DMs. And one of them, actually a few of them have been about evangelism. How do we tell people about our faith? And so this episode, we are tackling how to get the cleanest bathroom. Yeah. So what you want to do? Clorox wipes, man. The magic erasers of wipes. Okay. So you want to... But you also want to use the magic eraser <laughs> of magic erasers, which is the magic eraser. All you need, Clorox wipes, some grout cleaner, and a toothbrush, right? You're going to get in there. It's going to be nasty. Also some Drano. Uh, 
It's going to be a little nasty. You want to really get in there. You're going to need to use your elbow grease. Like maybe hit the gym one or two times right before you go just so that you can get a nice pump. So you're tired? No, just so that you can build a little muscle and you just want to scrub it. It's going to be a little yellow. That's fine. Uh, Keep rinsing. Your bathroom is yellow. You're nasty. Or you have kids. Yeah, I'm the latter. So uh, You are the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have three of them back at home. We are at home. Little demons. Uh, no, but anyway, evangelism, right? Yeah. I think there's a lot of confusion around it. People, people don't know what it is, right? Um, I feel like people know what it is. They just have questions about how to do it effectively. <laughs> That's how we. That's how this conversation started. Because people are like, "What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? How do I tell people about Jesus?" And I'd be Jesus. weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh sweet Lord. I tried. Oh, oh sweet baby Jesus. I have to say something that's gonna sound awkward. I had to swallow mid sentence. Pause. <laughs> uh, and so that's why Jesus came out like that. Pause. Um, you just no. never know who's listening. But if you would have let me finish, I was gonna say. Um, from the people I've talked to who aren't Christians, evangelism is kind of like this uh, thing that I don't think they really understand where it's like uh, they think evangelism is where you like force your religion on other people and where you like force all these things. And I think it comes from uh, either a misunderstanding or just not knowing how um, we're supposed to evangelize. I think uh, it can be a real detriment detriment when us as Christians don't know how to evangelize and don't know how to properly like go out uh, and make disciples of all nations, which is what we're called to. And we'll get to that in a moment. But I think it's really important that we learn this and like for new Christians, like it's important to learn this as well. But yeah. Yeah. And I think it also just seems scary, right? Like when you think about evangelizing, you think that you have to be the next Billy Graham, I think. Yeah. And you you get the idea. You have to go build houses for little kids in Guatemala. Yeah. And (laughs) and you think that like it it almost feels like there's this pressure on you to. Sorry, excuse me. (laughs) I've only had water. I haven't burped on an episode in a while. Hashtag 2020 year of growth. What is what year is it? It's 2021. Dang. Soon to be 2022. Uh, okay. Well, we did it. Yeah. Congrats us. Uh, but I haven't burped lately. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like there's this huge pressure to be really good at evangelism. Like you need to, you need to have all the moves down. You need to have all the right words to say. You need to be good. Like you need to have the right signs, like the right billboards, and be able to go down the street and start a conversation. And boom, that person accepts Jesus, and you're just collecting souls in a bag, like like you're Sonic chasing after gold rings. Never played Sonic, so don't understand. It explains a lot. Like Mario collecting gold coins or mushrooms. Some could say he was a plumber with a drug problem. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Um, It's the burps that got me going. Anyway, the PCP. (laughs) That was a callback. Callback. Um, Yeah. So then. So, like, I feel like there's this huge expectation and pressure to be really good at evangelizing and you need to have all the right things to say and when to say it and how to say it. And boom, like if you say the right things in the right order in a conversation, somebody's going to accept Jesus. And I think I think why not have a conversation about it? Because I think evangelism is both our mission 
but it's also something that like I think comes with a lot more pressure than it should. Mm-hmm. But there is some right pressure to be had. So let's look at Matthew chapter 28. Uh, it's a great commission because Jesus is the one that gives us the command. And he says this, um, starting in verse 16, or no, uh, nope, 18. Right. Uh, then Jesus came to them, them being his disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so I think we hear that and we read that and we sit in sermons where people talk about that. And it's like, ah, all right, I got to do it. How do I do it? Ah, you know, and mm-hmm. and there's this big... Uh, push and i think we need to understand what good evangelism is and i think we need to understand um you're just leaving room for jesus oh <laughs> trying not to sink into the seat yeah this see you guys don't see this but we're sitting on a couch you can on spotify yeah and youtube <laughs> so you're seeing this uh you can't see this but Felipe has taken the way we've positioned ourselves. Felipe has taken a whole square of the couch, and in order for me to fit in the camera, I have to sit in the crack. And so I'm always kind of like awkwardly leaning over Felipe. So sorry, I just had to adjust myself. We're all good now. What were you saying? Um, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I think I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with it, and rightfully so, right? Like we have this command from Jesus right from the get go. Hey, by the way, now that you followed me, and he's talking to his immediate disciples, the ones that were there with him, but then also this applies to us in, in the here and now, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, you've heard about me, you live with me, you walk with me, you need to tell other people about me. That's how my kingdom expands, um, and. Quick tangent, the kingdom of heaven isn't going to expand by the laws that we make and the people that we vote in office and blah, blah, blah. Sure, that can help, but the kingdom of heaven expands when people come to know Jesus. It's not about setting up physical, uh, political boundaries here on earth. It's about expanding the kingdom of heaven with our lives, with the conversations, with the relationships that we have by bringing people along to knowing Jesus. And then... Oh, I was going to say something. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. And then, Rowan. <laughs> no, or this could just be the Felipe podcast. No, it's boring if it is. Oh, Go on. Thanks. Um, no, but I was just saying that, like, Jesus also, Jesus um, also, like, makes his target audience, like, very clear in which it's just everybody, right? Disciples of all nations, right? There's nobody excluded from that, right? Like, whether you don't like the person, whether it's like your mom or your dad or your really annoying friend that you have a podcast with, but you can't really seem to shake them. Like you have to love or you have to make disciples of all nations, of all people, like go out and do things. Um, I feel so bad for I just wanted... has a really annoying friend that they have a podcast with that they can't shake because it's not me. Yeah, uh, but go ahead uh, with what you were going to say. Oh, I was going to say, and then when we read First Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 15, I think um, this is good starting grounds. How do we evangelize? First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Mm. So right away, I think we need to understand that we have we not only have a command from Jesus, but we have this exhortation from Peter to always be ready, always be prepared to give an answer for the hope within us. Right. Like and this is why last week 
or two weeks ago, however these episodes work <laughs> nowadays, um, we talked about how like we're supposed to be joyful Christians. Did we talk about this in a podcast or no, in church? No, this is church. This is church. So a few weeks ago, we <laughs> talked about it at church. My life's a mess. Shout um, out Pastor Kevin. Shout out PK Kevin. You know, <laughs> I guess we can do this on here. I was thinking about this at work the other day. He doesn't know that I call him PK. Like, I don't think I've ever called him PK to his face. But, like, that's the... So, Pastor Kevin, if you're listening, I call, I call you P- PK all the time um, when I'm talking to Felipe or anybody else. I, I usually refer to you as PK. But, um, yeah, never to your face, though. To all of us South Americans, that stands for penalty kick. So, good job, PK. Yeah. So... Um, so we were talking about it at church and we were talking about like, why would anybody want to listen to you as a Christian? If you are the saddest, miserable Christian that there is like nobody wants relationship with you, but Peter tells us to be prepared to give an account for the hope that we have. Um, and I think that puts some responsibility on us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and what's interesting about evangelism, I know that I've been guilty of this. I am so burpy and all I've drank (laughs) is water today and coffee. Um, Sometimes we expect other people to do the work for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like we hear about missionaries and we see other people in the signs with the streets. We see other people in the streets (laughs) with the signs and we like we read the Bible where Paul talks about the different offices and the different roles of, of Christian leaders and stuff like that, where they have apostles and pastors and teachers and prophets and evangelists. Um, And I almost did. I think it's on my computer. Spitting. Um, well, and burping, uh, and then, uh, I'm sorry, I keep on distracting you. Continue with your, um, <laughs> and, uh, and we, we, we hear about the roles and the different roles that people should have in church and in, in leadership. And we go, okay, somebody else has got that covered. And we tend to like shift the responsibility to someone else when really Peter's like, nope, that's your job too, you know? Yeah, or another thing I see like a lot of people uh, like doing is they they think as long as I bring people to church, that's evangelism, right? Like evangelism happens when you like bring your non-Christian friend to church and then you've done what you've been called to do. And it's like, no, like there's so much more that goes into evangelism. And we're going to talk a little bit more about like how how we evangelize. But um, like we need to understand like it starts with us it doesn't start with like your pastor or like uh, a missionary like it starts with you and the relationships with you have that you have because we talked in one of our first episodes about identity and influence right and one of the things that we talked about was that everybody has influence over at least one person right like you have influence over your little sibling, over your friend, over this or that, right? And so, like, how are you using that influence? Because influence is a tool. So, like, how are you using the influence that you have? Um, an example I always give is, like, when people walk away from hanging out with you, like, what do they become? Like, obviously, like, when me and Felipe hang out together, it's not like every single time I come away from hanging out being like, man, I'm like such a better person now. Like I've completely changed my life. Like, no, we have fun and we goof around and not every interaction we have is life changing. But when you like, how many times do you hang out with people just to have fun? 
as opposed to how many times you hang out with people and you come away from that being like, I think I changed them or I think I've planted a seed in their mind or this or that. Because I think we, we waste a lot of the influence that we have over people. Um, and this is basically saying like, no matter who you're influencing or like uh, what they believe in, you can still like do it. You can still evangelize with gentleness and with kindness, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that gentleness and kindness is also a really important part because I think a lot of the times... respect. Respect. Sorry. I think that's really important because people, non-Christians, atheists, have this idea that, like, evangelism is bad because it's us forcing our religion on other people when that's not what we should be doing because that's what... I think a lot of people try to do, but the problem with that is that like it doesn't come from a place place of love and it doesn't come from a place of like respect for what that person believes or what that person has gone through. Like there are times when we need to be a little sensitive about these things. And so to do it with gentleness and respect is the best way to do it because like then people will listen. If you're just a jerk who comes up to people and you're like, Hey, believe in Jesus they're just gonna be like no you're stupid right yeah like going off of that just a little bit i remember a few years ago i went down to new orleans during mardi gras to do some evangelism right and this is the whole point and like you think of mardi gras mardi gras is one big party where people don't want to hear about god at all where people like the whole point of mardi gras is it comes right before ash wednesday where people give things up for for lent uh but then basically like the the mentality is Hey, I'm going to do all the sinning I can in a few days because I'm about to give up a ton of sinning over the next 40 days. And so people go there to like get drunk, to hook up with random people, to to do drugs like it's all and it's all out in the open and it's all there for everybody to see. And um, what's what's interesting is, is like there are groups of people that are down there that are Christians or at least I think who call themselves Christians who are kind of ignorant because they go down there and they have signs and they have bullhorns and they're just talking about how much God hates this and how much people are going to burn in hell and how much people this and this. And then you had like our group that was there like going up to homeless people and giving them snacks and giving them, you know, like socks because their their shoes were so worn and, and giving them whatever and giving them like um. I don't know. I think we had like tissues and stuff with us. Like we had a whole bunch of things to actually give to people to start a conversation, to be able to actually care for people than to just be loud. And I think you're absolutely right. We need to, we need to be respectful um, and gentle in how we talk to people. Um, but in also saying that it starts with us, our relationship with God is the foundation of what we talk about, right? Like we need to be able to give account for the hope that we have. Well, if our our hope is dead because we don't have a relationship, mm. then then what are we supposed to talk about? Also, um, it's our it's our duty to go deeper in our faith. It's yeah. our job as Christians to not stay surface level Christians. It's not our job to say, well, I'm not a professor of theology. Well, I'm not a pastor. Well, I'm not a preacher. Why would I learn more about this? Why would I give more time to this? If we don't study, if we don't read our Bibles, if we're not opening up commentaries, if we're not looking at the resources that we have in front of us to talk about these things, to grow in our faith, then we get into conversations with people and it's like you you act like you're sitting in Sunday school all over again because when they ask you tough questions, you have no answer. Yeah. Um, and Rowan brought this verse up. It's Joshua 1, 8. 
Let's open it. It's the whole thing, isn't ah, it? Just go to eight. There it is. Yeah. Okay, you go. Keep the book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So, if you meditate on God's word day and night, he'll give you everything you've ever wanted. Uh, your company will take off. You'll get uh, a beautiful wife, a beautiful home, millions of dollars. You'll be the next Joel Osteen. Um, <laughs> shout out Joel Osteen. Come on our podcast. Shout out, can I fix your bathroom? <laughs> Facts, dog. I don't even know what happened, so I don't get the joke. But There was a plumber that was fixing a toilet at Lakewood Church, and while fixing a toilet, he found $600,000 stuffed in the walls of the church. And a few years ago, there was a scandal that broke out of lots of money missing from the like offering at the end of the year. Like, like hundreds of thousands of dollars and then this random plumber goes and is trying to fix a toilet and then i think he like opened up the wall because he had to fix a pipe and there's just cash and checks just in the walls of the bathroom anyway no but that's not what that's why you hide it under your mattress joel (laughs) go on sorry come on did pablo teach you nothing um but what was i saying oh but like you we want to oh a little close to the mic. Oh. Uh, we want to like meditate on the word day and night, right? Uh, and what he means is like not literally like always have the book in front of you, like reading, but like constantly be digging deeper, constantly be like try- trying to find or seek God. And we talk about that more in our next episode. Uh, but I think uh, I want to bring up the C.S. Lewis quote, and I don't have my phone, so I can't quote it word for word, but it's something to the extent of, um, if Christianity is false, then like, it's the silliest thing to ever happen. And like, nobody should care for it. But if like Christianity is true, then it's of the utmost importance and we should commit our entire lives to it. Right. There is no in between, like you can't be a lukewarm Christian because you're either for it or against it. Right. Because what Christianity is, is it's saying that like, there's an, uh, there are eternal consequences for what we are doing and there's like eternal stakes happening right now. So we don't want to waste our lives doing nothing here. Right. So like, if we believe in Christianity, if we're, we call ourselves Christians and like we accept Jesus as our savior, it is our duty to dig deep in our faith and to meditate on it day and night and like go deeper and deeper in our faith. And that's what our next episode is about, which is, um, how to grow in your faith. So we'll, so come back in two weeks for that one. But like, it's really important that we dig deep because that foundation of faith is going to build up so that when people question us about our faith, we're able to give them an answer that like suffices their questions. And we're able to answer them in a way that like, uh, they're able to, uh, we're able to like plant a seed in their mind at the very least that God can use and grow into like having another disciple. That's good. I think following that, like just, just cause we're going to go into a little bit of detail, Uh, in the next episode, like Rowan said, but our lives need to be a reflection of what Jesus has done in us. Uh, There's this thing on YouTube that I found like years ago and I, like it always echoes in my mind and 
it's this like group of poets or whatever and they write like christian poetry which sounds stupid but it's actually really dope and then one of the like you can youtube it google it whatever like one of them is called does anybody know that you're a christian and like the big line like the big punchline of this poem is does anybody know that you're a christian by your actions or does everybody think that you're a christian because you're acting um Mm. and so like if our lives don't look like like hear me out because we did an episode on identity and influence we did an episode on like called for the culture maybe something about culture um where we talked about how do we how do we live a life where we are in this world but not of this world like how do we identify and how do we relate to the things around us um, if no one in your life looking on the outside can tell that you're any different, if no one in your life can tell from the outside that you look anything like Jesus, if, if people look at you and like we said earlier, if you're miserable or if you just go around sinning, or if you just go around, if you're the drunkest one at the club, if you're the one with all the girls or the guys, if you're the one, you know, like who's coked up, God forbid, whatever the case might be. If you're the one who's like, man, I just want to tell people about Jesus, but your life doesn't reflect like Jesus has anything to do with your life. Then you need to start over. You need to evaluate some stuff. Um, but if God did do something in our lives, let's start there. That's the bare minimum. Live a life that looks like Jesus has done something for you. And that doesn't mean, you know, like that you don't have to, you don't have to deal with some stuff. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a bad day. That doesn't mean that you can't be mad at people. That doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life and travel and be fun and all of that stuff. I think that your life does need to look like Jesus in some way, shape or or form. And for me, like that, that means that like, I can say yes to certain things, but I'll absolutely not say yes to other things. You know, like Mm -hmm. it means in the way that I talk to people, it means in the way that I talk about people, I'm not going to be the one, you know, like to talk down to people. I've had, I've had a lot of issues or I've had a lot of moments lately at work where things happen and I've had to bite my tongue because I've had to think, okay, like how would Jesus respond in this moment, even though I am mad? Like, what is how does my reaction here tell my coworkers about Jesus? How does my reaction here tell That's this good. person that I'm talking to about Jesus? And it's not in the things that I'm saying. I'm not bringing out a Bible verse and standing on a chair and saying this, but it's my responses. It's my reactions. Jesus has done something in my life. You know what's funny is when I first I got promoted recently and this job is kind of stressful because you have to deal with angry people and you have to deal with angry coworkers and you have to juggle a lot of things. And my coworkers have been making a joke about when I'm going to finally lose it and just swear. And it, I thought it was funny because like they realized that I just don't swear. And that might be like a small thing to some people. But to me, like I don't I don't make a big deal of it. You know, like I jokingly used to say like I have one coworker who's very quiet and in his demeanor. And so like every once in a while he get really frustrated and just start swearing. And it's funny. And so like he's way older than I am. So I'll just go, hey, language. And then, like, I'm not calling him out or whatever. Like, you know, like he's not a believer from what I can tell. So it's up to him how he wants to live. But for me, it's just funny to, like, call him out for swearing because it's his demeanor. Like, he doesn't seem like somebody with a potty mouth. And so, like, my, I think my coworkers picked up on that and they make fun of me. And they're counting down the days till I just lose it and swear. And I'm like, that's probably not going to happen. Probably. You know, like, I'm just I'm just not that person. Yeah. Um. But how how does all of that like let's start there? What are the th- what are the nonverbal ways that you can communicate Jesus? And I think it's the things like that, like you're where you're not like directly telling somebody about Jesus, but you're indirectly living it out. 
Facts, dog. I mean, like, you be spitting because, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to say. I'm just kidding. No, um, no, that's good because, like, what we need to be are – that was – Sorry if my English teacher is listening. Uh, but what we need to be... I'm going to give up on the sentence. <laughs> we need to be living reflections of like who Jesus is, right? So if the words that we say, if the actions that we do, like aren't the same as Jesus is, Jesus is like we're, we're failing. We're failing as Christians, right? And I think uh, one last thing... Uh, I want to touch on before we start wrapping up here is just like your testimony, right? Because I think this is a really cool way to share the gospel and it's a really important thing to your faith and all that. But like, I kind of want to clear things up because this was a problem for me when I first became like Christian, right? Because, um, and I've given my testimony before, I think. Uh, but I grew up in a great home right? My, both my parents love me, right? Uh, I have like a family that I love, right? Um, I grew up in church my whole life, right? Um, never did drugs, never did any of that stuff. Um, only acted like it. Um, but, (laughs) uh, like acted like I was on drugs to be clear because I was a piece of work, but like not, a super cool story, right? Like, I wasn't in a biker gang. Like, I wasn't a vigilante, right? I was just, like, a normal dude who grew up in, like, the Wisconsin suburbia, right? Um, And, like, it's not that impressive. And I always thought that because I didn't have an impressive story that, like, God couldn't save me or my testimony didn't mean anything to anybody because, like, what's the point, right? I just had a normal childhood, right? And, uh, like going to conferences, I always like felt bad because here's all these kids who have gone through so much and like, they're giving their lives to Jesus and like all this stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, and my testimony isn't all that showy. And I always felt bad about it. But like what I've come to realize is there's probably so many people with that same line of thought, that same line of like, I'm nothing special. Like, I'm just like, like God pumping people out or people like me out all the time. Like he doesn't really care. Like it's the really lost people that he's after. It's like, no. And I realized that through my testimony, I can relate to those people. Right. Cause when you relate to people, like when you, re- Oh, I feel like there's a point here. I can be like one of those really cool preachers. Who's like, when you have, a, when, when you relate to people, it causes a relation. Relate, relate, shun. Relationship, right? <laughs> anyway. I have no idea what just happened. Oh, I messed up it right there. Uh, no, but I feel like I have like some cool like analogy that I can use with relate and relation. Anyway, when you relate to people, you can use that to build a relationship. And through relationship, you can bring uh, or you can become... God cannot speak. You can like evangelize other people, right? So no matter what your testimony, no matter how tame or how wild it is, you can, you'll always be able to find somebody who can relate to it and who you can like spark something in them to go out and become Christian. 
And Man, that was tough. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that one beat you up. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the blind man who was healed by Jesus. And I've talked about this before, and we've talked about this before in an episode where Ron and I kind of talked a little bit more about our testimonies. But his testimony was simple: I once was blind, but now I see. And that's all of our testimonies, right? Like your version of blind might be a lot crazier. Your version of blind might be like, yeah, bro. So like uh, Jesus saved me. I was sleeping around i was addicted to crack i had no teeth and i was homeless and then jesus saved me and now everything's fixed or your version of your testimony might be like mine and rowan's where you grew up in church and you just had to find jesus for yourself mm-hmm. your version of blind doesn't really matter what matters is that now you see yeah and it's who you see and it's the hope that you have and i think um you know like that's that's super important but um to wrap it up here, I just want to share some resources with you guys because I going back to the very beginning, it's important that if we want to evangelize, we need to know what we're talking about. Um, you can't just go out there all willy-nilly. Like You need to put effort in. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that on our next episode, how to grow in your faith and all that stuff. But if you want to evangelize, if you want to get to the point where you're doing the work of going to a relationship, here's some resources. Read Case for Christ by Lee, Stro- Lee Strobel or any of the case for books in the series case there's for case creation, for case, case for resurrection case for faith case for uh, there's another one case for christ kids yep read that one if you're if you like the ones with pictures instead which that's me um uh go and find an app like theos U, which is what i do for school and it's like netflix theology you pay 14.99 a month and you can sit there and sc- scroll you know through videos and watch it and and learn more about your faith and take notes and dive deep into some of the topics that we talk about on our podcast and even that you should be thinking about in general if you're trying to grow your faith read mere christianity by c.s lewis it's one of the best books on Great defending book. your one faith. Of my, one of my favorite books that I've ever read. Have you ever read it? Yeah. Okay, he didn't read it. Um, and then, honestly, for people that like bite-sized, digestible portions of like theology and good thinking and things to get you thinking and, and ideas and questions, find, like, and we're all on social media all the time anyway, so find good instagram and no it's so annoying (laughs) very gassy find good instagram or social media accounts one of my favorites is honest youth pastor he's always posting really good things with like very blunt implications but good questions to feed your your thoughts and and lots of memes uh follow the bible project on uh, yeah follow the bible project follow the bible project on the youtubes Marianne, I don't know why Marianne. Anyway, uh, there's another account on Instagram called Sword and Pencil. It's like drawings and then a really deep caption underneath it that helps you think about your faith. But find things to help you grow in your faith and invest into them. Okay, bye. (laughs) That was abrupt. We should cut the episode right there. You should do the outro. Okay, so with all that... No, you always... (laughs) That's gonna. You have a terrible episode, time managing your volume. This episode is gonna suck. I I feel bad for the people because I accidentally forget that this microphone isn't as good, and so I keep on putting it up no, to my mouth. No, it's as good. You just don't know how to control your volume. So guys, um, no. Uh, <laughs> so, with that, uh, thank you for tuning in. Tuning. Thank you for tuning in. Uh. 
follow us on our social media follow these guys on their social media read some books um go to church um read your bibles pray uh get merch sponsor us um <laughs> and it's almost christmas so merry christmas because rowan's tripping and i don't know what's going on in his head but we love I you guys expect uh christmas present. oh do you now yeah <laughs> did you get anybody a christmas present <laughs> we weren't doing gifts <laughs> Alright, thanks for tuning in. We love y'all. Check out the next episode. Peace.